What do you know? Hey everybody, Ben here. Today we're going to have a talk about assumptions and how they impact our personal interactions or interactions with the world around us, both in our home lives and our work lives. So I was inspired to have this conversation with you as a result of an interaction I had, of course, in an airport. Um, so I figure I'll share that story with you first, and then we can dive into what does all that really mean? As usual, I was awaiting an airline flight uh, out of Vancouver, and as I was waiting to board, I had one of the uh, gate agents approach me with a boarding pass in hand, came up, hands me the boarding pass and went, listen, you know, we made a change to your seat on this flight to make it easier for you. Now, full disclosure, when I'm traveling, I make every attempt to pick a seat that actually is easy for me and easy for those around me. So I try to sit in a window seat because it's really hard. I can't get up and let people in or out if they need to go to the restroom or that type of thing. Um, so I try to stay out of the way. I also fall asleep on the plane. So being able to lean up against the window is pretty nice. So I do that on purpose. I also try to book the bulkhead row um, because having room for my legs that I can't really tuck around uh, as easy as some people is, uh, is certainly beneficial. So the gate agent had seen that I was in a wheelchair and decided it would be easier for me to be in an aisle seat, a row behind the row that I had booked because the armrests uh, went up and down. Now let's think about what happened here. This gate agent definitely had good intentions, right? was trying to think about what would be easy for me, what would be the best in terms of making my life easy, and what did that result in? Sadly, it resulted in me being confused um, and asking her to change the seat back to the seat that I had booked when I had booked the flight. So all of those great intentions had some misaligned results, and ultimately, you know, I was fairly disappointed and they ended up undoing that change that they made. Now, what does this all mean in the real world? You know, in the end, it didn't really change my day on my way out of Vancouver, but it highlighted to me something that we tend to do probably every day and something we ought to be a little bit more thoughtful about because believe it or not, assumptions are not limited to airline employees. Let's leave the airline behind and, and think about it in our personal lives. How often do you avoid sharing something or hold back part of some information with a loved one, your partner, uh, friends, because you assume you're going to get a certain reaction out of them? So you assume they're going to react poorly. It's going to end up in a fight. So you fail to share the full slate of information with them on, on some topic or another. And I think we all know that most of the time, in spite good intentions as we're trying to do that, avoiding a confrontation, nine times out of 10, it actually works out to become a bigger argument or dispute or disagreement than it would have been if we were just straightforward in the first place. And at least my experience tells me I'm always better off just being straight up and avoiding making any of these assumptions about people's reactions. So that's one type of assumption, right, is an assumption on how someone is going to react to likely bad news, but any type of news. 
And if you can avoid making those assumptions, those personal interactions, I think will go a lot smoother. Yes, you'll have some difficult conversations. Yes, your heart will beat a little bit more quickly as you enter that conversation. But I think you'll leave it feeling more fulfilled and the relationship only grows stronger. Now, assumptions happen in the workplace too. If you think internally, we're often talking about succession planning and people's career desires and focus and growth, whether it's short-term or long-term, assumptions are made here as well. And I think these can be very damaging if you don't recognize it and address it straight up. So I've seen it happen in a succession planning session where one of the team members around the table makes a comment that, oh, so-and-so actually doesn't want that type of opportunity. Now, this could come from a couple of different places, neither of which are really healthy. One is old information, a conversation we had five years ago or more that just seems to be sticky and maybe isn't relevant anymore. Or second, we're making some assumptions based on the things that we do know about that person, whether it's their family life, um, a recent conversation we had around how things were going in their current role, or we're just projecting our own circumstances, our own thinking onto those folks. And, and that isn't healthy either. And really, if we look hard in the mirror and we're honest about this, this is where people decide they need to leave a firm to go somewhere else to look for an opportunity. Um, they don't feel like they're being recognized for their contributions. And this is terrible. It's terrible for the people in the organization. It's terrible for leaders within any organization. And quite frankly, you know, it hurts not only the people, but the firm as a whole. And beyond all of that, you know, to counter the idea of assumption, you're forced to go and have a real conversation with somebody and listen to what they really want. And if they don't quite know, maybe help them with that thinking and that envisioning of the journey and ask some questions that help you get to a place where you can understand the types of opportunities they would be interested in. So again, nothing positive to be gained from making assumptions on what people want, but make no mistake, it does happen. And it's on us to behave differently and be willing to have those conversations and ask questions and really listen for the answers. One more scenario I want to talk about is external, right? So we covered airports, my favorite topic. We talked a little bit about our personal lives. We talked about one scenario internally where assumptions can be problematic. Now let's think about externally. What about our clients? Oftentimes we can convince ourselves that we know what they want more than they do despite the fact that they could be asking us very specifically for something. When we go in and we meet and we're having a coffee or we're having a meeting with this client and we're looking to find out more information, are we truly listening to what's being shared with us? Or are we trying to connect dots back to some strategy or approach that we've already developed in isolation? Do we take the time and seek clarification do we actually hear the answers? All of that, you know, leads you down this path where, you know, I, I think sometimes we do, sometimes we definitely do, but there are many times where we do not do those things. 
where we make an assumption or we flat out say, we know they're asking for this, but this is what they really need. We've worked with them enough that we know what they really need to do this job. And what's the end result? We've lost work because in the words of some of our clients, our ego has gotten in the way. And we've not really sought to understand what they were trying to resolve or what they were trying to address or how they were approaching it. We simply applied our own lens to it and felt like that was the answer that they needed and made assumptions on what they were trying to do in the grander scheme of things. And that has not worked out well for us when we've been so far down that path. And think about how engaging it is as a client, and I can speak to this, when someone comes and is worried about your problems, is asking you questions about how you're trying to address it, what's keeping you up at night. And when they show up with a proposal um, or a suggestion or a solution to those problems, they've actually thought about the things that you're seeing as the biggest challenges in your day-to-day life. That can be incredibly powerful as you start to team up to go and take those challenges on. Now, listen, I, I understand all of this is difficult, right? We've talked about four situations, three of which are those that we probably interact with on a regular basis. And the idea of really distilling down, what do I actually know relative to what am I projecting onto the situation? What am I inferring from the information that's around it? What are the assumptions I'm making about this person, this client, this situation, this challenge can be very difficult, right? Our brains naturally want to simplify the path to the end and we do that by making assumptions. So what I want you all to do is this week, when you start to approach those situations in either your personal life or your professional life, is slow down a little bit. Take a bit of extra time to try and separate fact from assumption and go out, have the conversations, interact, and try and truly understand what's real and what's not real and what you are projecting into the situation from your own biases so that you can get to what the best answer would be for the people involved, for the firms involved. And I'll be honest, well, I'll be better for it. Thanks for listening.